the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. going on everybody can you believe we are into the month of march already and welcome to the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer we've got a great show for you tonight craft beer cast that's going to be joining me in just a little bit but first 10,000 volts that's the new album from ace freely that's right kiss his own ace freely but ace is much more than that. And, you know, I, I, I didn't really get into it with the whole Kiss thing when they did their final shows uh, at Madison Square Garden. I was never the biggest Kiss fan uh, in the world. But Kiss is the first band that you sort of get into when you're somebody of my age. You know, in the 70s, Kiss was all over the place. TV specials, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. And the makeup was the thing that attracted everybody to Kiss, right? Who wanted to be... Uh, you know the 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 uh, the the demon who wanted to be the the star the love god who wanted to be you know the cat man and eight you know the star god all of that stuff right but when you listen to Kiss in my opinion um, they're a very basic band the band itself their their songs are the same um, it, it, it's sort of once you've seen Kiss for you know one time or whatever it's you know that's it you don't really need to see much else. I mean, I know people that went over and over and over again. I, I was good. I I saw them with the makeup, without the makeup. Um, you know, a good a good band. Not not saying they're a bad band, but a basic band. And if you have a you have a dispute about that, hit me up, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Uh, over on X at Al Gattulo or Instagram at Gattulo G A T U L O or uh, the Facebook dot com slash AG Craft Beer Cast page. Let me know. Um, again, Kiss is what got me into that sort of rock music and then into heavy metal, um, but um, always thought they were a basic band. However, Ace, tremendous player in his own right. When he left the band and started doing the solo stuff, he played all over the New York circuit. And I remember my stepbrother, Scott, was a huge Ace Freely fan, and I don't remember who took him to see Ace at Lemoore's. I know it wasn't me, because I've never seen Ace live uh, solo, but... Um, somebody did, I don't remember who, um, but he was like just obsessed with Ace Freely, loved him, and there are a lot of people that still love him, and he still got it, he 100% still has it and can still play, and I thought it was a shame that um, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons didn't bring back the original members for that final show, don't give me this, they're an employee and all this other, don't give me that Eagles nonsense, they should have been back there, especially at Madison Square Garden, bring them up for one song, Do, b- rehearse ahead of time. They could have done it. If they really wanted to, they could have figured out a way. 
All right, I'm going to get off the soapbox there. Coming up in uh, just about 20 minutes, Jay Sykes, the owner behind Flagship Brewing on Staten Island, is going to join me. Talk about some events they have coming up over the next next several weeks. Uh, stuff for St. Patty's Day. Obviously, the St. Patrick's Day Parade was on Staten Island today. Um, this interview, obviously, is taped earlier in the week, so he's he will be talking about that event. But, other, of course, other stuff that they have going on, including their new uh, dry Irish stout that's been out for well over a year now and is doing very well. And now they've added a red ale version to that. So we'll talk to Jay coming up in a bit. Had a, can, a chance to catch up with him. At the kickoff to New York City Beer Week in Industry City uh, last weekend, and uh, I will review that uh, in our next segment about all the great beers that I had and some of the people and breweries uh, that I met there. And a phenomenal event, Ann Riley, her staff, all the brewers, what a tremendous job, but we'll get into more of that in our next segment. Our good friends from Ross Brewing uh, is having their first annual St. Patrick's Day celebration, speaking of St. Pat's, in the Big Ten. If you thought their Ross-toberfest was awesome... Uh, then wait until you see this. Multiple Irish music acts, including the Desperados Irish Trio, Craig Mahoney, and more. The debut of their Sully's Irish Stout. Corned beef, cabbage, potatoes, and more by Nip and Truck. Uh, face painting for the kids and adults. A 360-degree photo and video booth by Red Sky Events. Bagpipers galore. Multiple beer stations and more being added as the weeks go on. Uh, as they say, with no parades nearby, this is the St. Patrick's Day celebration for the entire Bayshore and Eastern Monmouth County family. Bring the family, bring the dogs, bring everyone with 12 beers on tap, including their brand new Sully's Irish Snout, more Irish food than you can handle, and all kinds of entertainment options, plus our one-of-a-kind views on the water. You simply do not want to miss this event, celebrating the end of winter and the coming of spring. That, of course, will take place on St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th, which is a Sunday. I believe it starts at 11 a.m. or noon and runs to... Uh, Nine ten o'clock at night. So you definitely want to check it out over at Ross. And I have to tell you, even though that John has not gotten the building open that he needs to get open, that tent is very well heated. I was I was impressed. I was there to pick up beer. I thought, all right, there'd be a little bit of draft. There'll be something going on here or whatever. Uh, honest to God, no draft. Very warm. Warm to the point where you can take your coat off. Like that's good, especially if you're going to drink. You know, that's that's a that's a good deal. So kudos to Ross. Hopefully you can make it out there for the the um, uh, St. Patrick's Day festivities. She Brew, a family-friendly beer and cider festival that showcases over 45 professional female brewers and 10 home brewers from the Pacific Northwest, hosting its ninth annual event from noon to 7 p.m. at the Red in Portland, Oregon, on Sunday, March 10th. Anticipating over 1,000 attendees, the festival offers an immersive experience with 50-plus beers, ciders, gluten-free beers, non-alcoholic beers, hop waters, wine spritzers, a mortar sample from leading female brewers from the Pacific Northwest, in addition to female-owned food carts and vendors. Tickets are available now at shebrew.beer. That's shebrew.beer. Those are the uh, we can get the tickets. And more information, general admission tickets are priced at $30 online, 35 at the door. You get a commemorative tasting glass, sample tickets, a vote for the homebrews competition, and a human rights campaign membership. Uh, VIP tickets are available for $65 per person. That includes general admission benefits as well as early admission and 10 raffle tickets. Um, again, these are sample tickets, so I'm guessing that there is a certain amount of, um, you know, you can only have a certain amount of samples. It's not an unlimited pour event. Uh, professional brewing participants will include Lisa Allen of Gold Dot Beer, Natalie Baldwin of Wayfinder, Sonia Marie Leckham of Leckham Brewing, uh, Anna Buxton of Steeplejack, Jen Kent of Brewery XO, uh, 
tons of other people that are going to be there, including Madeline McCarthy of Von Ebert Brewing. Uh, it's going to be a great event. It's organized by the Human Rights Campaign and the Oregon Brew Crew. She Brew is a 100% nonprofit event. Proceeds supporting the Human Rights Campaign, the leading female professional, and amateur beer and cider competition offers female home brewers opportunities for networking, craft beverage sharing, and customer connection. Again, she brew.beer uh, for tickets. Uh, Dogfish Head, our good friends from Dogfish Head, their new cocktails, well, they got they got a, a couple of old cocktail, uh, canned cocktails that are coming out, got two new ones as well, and higher ABV cocktail recipes. This is, does not surprise me. And unveiling a totally new brand, uh, a new brand look. So on the recipe side, it's the pineapple orange rum Mai Tai and the passion fruit citrus vodka mule. Those are the two new ones, and they clock in at 12% ABV. So the original cocktail, 7%. Great. You want to have one couple while you're at a concert or whatever, tailgating, you're on the beach, great. These are 12%. You're going to have one, and that's probably about it. Um, you know, unless you're home. If you're home, that's a different set of circumstances. Uh, both these delicious ready-to-drink cocktails thoughtfully combine real spirits and a duo of real fruit juices for distinct flavor experiences, not to mention they're sporting the brand-new logo and look. They pay homage to Dogfish Head's coastal roots. Their new cocktails look features an array of bright colors, nautical tattoo-inspired illustrations, and a bigger, bolder shark and shield logo. Of course, the original ones, strawberry, honeyberry, vodka, lemonade, um, blood orange, mango, vodka, crush, Grapefruit, pomegranate, vodka crush, all of those clock in at 7% ABV. And a new one, mandarin and mango crush. That sounds delicious. I'm actually going to be getting a couple of samples of that, including the new cocktails. Uh, eight packs, of course, are available for purchase as well. I suggest you get the eight pack. It's a variety pack. You get uh, two of each of the cocktails. It's great. Um, and uh, listen, the guys love it, and so do the ladies. It's the perfect thing. Going down to the beach, you can drink. You go to a concert. It's a perfect tailgating cocktail without having to bring all the other stuff. They don't taste artificial. They're delicious. Trust me. This is good stuff. Uh, dogfishhead.com uh, for more information. Of course, go to your local liquor store and ask for it uh, by name. A couple of other things we need to get to here before we break. St. Arnold Brewing Company, Houston's foremost craft brewery since 1994, recently added Grand Prize to its year-round beer lineup, reviving a brand that was once the best-selling beer in the Lone Star State. It's a classic American lager, light and refreshing. A 12-ounce can contains just 100 calories, 2.7 grams of carbs, and an alcohol percentage of 4.2%. A beer that hasn't been made since Gulf Brewing Company last made it in 1963 and was originally created back in 1933. Uh, they, the St. Arnold launched Grand Prize only months after winning the Brewery of the Year Award from the Great American Beer Festival, which is essentially the Grand Prize of Craft Brewing, hence the name Grand Prize. You know, you get it here. Um, they, uh, it is available now across Texas and Louisiana, can be found at six packs at grocery and liquor stores, as well as on draft at bars and restaurants. And then finally, Wormtown Brewery has announced the launch of a brand refresh uh, an upgraded look that represents their mission to embrace their community, celebrate each day, and provide approachable drinks for everyone to enjoy. Be Hoppy, the IPA we all know and love, can now be found on the shelf alongside Be Smooth and Be Fearless, two new IPAs from the brewery. Um, the uh, They took the success of the BU Variety Packs as impar- inspiration for the new look and performed a deep dive into the brewery's brand identity, target audience, and branding goals. You can find the new look and new beers at liquor stores, bars, and restaurants across their New England footprint. They are also releasing another new beer into their seasonal lineup, Beach Fix, a Kolsch Summer Ale. 
and this will all be updated with the new logos and stuff from Wormtown Brewery. So kudos to them. And when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world, including a full recap of New York City Beer Week last week. New York City Brewed at Industry City, a great event. Had a fantastic time. We'll talk more about that. Coming up right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. That's what I'm talking about. A little uh, Judas Priest point of entry, hot rocking. That's right, because uh, earlier this week, actually the 26th of February, which happened to be my 24th wedding anniversary, back in 1981, though, as a mere 11-year-old, this album uh, was released, Judas Priest point of entry. So we'll play a couple of tracks off of that as we go on, hot rocking being one of the big hits on that one. Although disappointing after their uh, British Steel album, uh, the follow-up after this, uh, Scream for Vengeance obviously would put Judas Priest squarely on the map of heavy metal. They did that with British Steel. Point of Entry was sort of this sort of lazy album. Rob Halford talks about it, about how they weren't crazy about this album. There's some good stuff on there, but just it just didn't click um, with them. And I think they recorded that in Spain, in Ibiza. I think. Pretty sure they did. Um, but I'm relying on my memory, which sometimes is not that good. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jay Sykes, the owner behind Flagship Brewing on Staten Island, New York, is going to join me to talk about some events they have coming up over the next several weeks, including stuff for St. Paddy's Day. And, if you didn't know, one of their beers being poured at Madison Square Garden during St. John's basketball games. We'll get into that and a lot of other stuff in just about 10 minutes from now. Uh, To attract visitors from Dublin, Ireland... To the city in Ohio, which happens to be Dublin, Ohio, uh, they are extending an especially warm invitation across the pond uh, in March. Free pints of beer to any Dubliner who makes the 3,566-mile trek from Ireland to the other Dublin from March 8th to the 18th. So home of the largest three-day Irish festival in the world and ranked one of the top ten cities to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, Dublin, Ohio, known for the greenest, grandest day of the year and its Irish attitude. While in town, Dubliners can experience the St. Patrick's Day Parade, the Celtic Cocktail Trail, and the St. Paddy's Day Pub Crawl. Uh, According to Visit Dublin's marketing director, Sarah Blatnick, we're proud to share a name and we'd love to share a pint or a few. There are a lot of great cities in the U.S. to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we think we're one of the best. We're ready to show off our Midwestern hospitality to our other Dublin friends. While a, with a new Aer Lingus flight route that flies direct from Dublin, Ireland to Cleveland, Ohio, Visit Dublin hopes this might be just the incentive needed to foster some cross-cultural connection. Historic Dublin and Bridge Park, the trendy new Dublin hotspot with shops, restaurants, and more is bustling. The Columbus Zoo, one of the largest in the United States, just 10 minutes away. So uh, this is uh, pretty cool. So if you're from Dublin, uh, Ireland, 
and you head over to Dublin, Ohio, you're going to get free pints of beer. Not bad after making a 3,500-mile uh, flight and then a little drive over. Pretty cool. All right, good stuff there. Um, the town of Dillon, Colorado, uh, they are announcing the return of the 12th annual Lake Dillon Beer Festival. It takes place on Saturday, June 15th from 1 to 4 p.m. at Dillon Amphitheater, which is located at 135 Lodgepole uh, Street in Dillon, Colorado. Enjoy pristine views overlooking the Rocky Mountains, spinning tunes and craft beer for more than 20 Colorado craft breweries. Tickets go, uh, are on sale now, and they do say to get tickets ahead of time because uh, this will sell out. Tickets cost 40 bucks plus fees. Day of tickets go up to $50 plus fees if they haven't sold out. You get unlimited beer tastings, a commemorative glass, non-drinking tickets also available for purchase at $10 plus fees. According to the communications manager and uh, head of marketing, uh, Suzanne Phillipson uh, of the town of Dillon, this is the perfect lakeside event where beer lovers can enjoy cold brews, fresh mountain air, and gorgeous scenery. We're excited to kick off the summer with this one-of-a-kind craft beer festival a portion of the proceeds from the event this is cool supports the colorado brewers guild and their mission to promote protect and propel independent craft breweries in the state of craft beer five dollars from every ticket as well also supports the blue river watershed group and their mission to promote protect and restore a healthy blue river watershed through cooperative community education stewardship and resource management that is very cool um again just look up town of dillon uh, Lake Dillon Beer Festival, you can get tickets there, uh, and they have the list of breweries that are on there as well. All right, let us dive into uh, New York City Beer Week. It is Today is the end of, or tonight actually is the end of the Beer Week. The Rupert Cup is announced. We'll get all that information for you for next week's program. But right now, uh, let's recap some of the beers that I had last week at the kickoff to New York City Beer Week. Second year in a row at Industry City. Awesome place, great event. Uh, both years were great. First year was two rooms. Uh, other half sort of took over that second room. This year, just one room, a little more condensed. I actually liked it a little bit better. It was a little crowded, but not too much so. You didn't have to wait too long for beers. Um, and I understood why they did that and cut it down to one room and then put the vendors in another room instead of putting them out on the street to go and you had to kind of back and forth, go outside. I liked the fact they kept everything in, in the one room and then you went over and get food and you could sit and relax. That was a smart move. And Ann Riley and her crew, fantastic job. Great job by everybody. And, Ann, thank you for the tickets. Do appreciate it. All right. So here's the beers. Alternate Ending was there. Had a great conversation with Scott, um, uh, who uh, we are going to have back on this show soon. He's got some exciting things coming up, and I really want to get into it with him. Uh, but had some good stuff from uh, Alternate Ending. I did miss out on the uh, pecan uh, bear uh, pour that they did with Esker Hearts. Um, I was a little disappointed in that. And... I missed out on the sake that was there. There was actually craft sake from two New York places, which I missed out, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't try them. Um, stopped over at Five Burrows Brewing, talked with Kevin, one of the former owners of the brewery. Uh, they were bought out by Smutty Nose. He's very happy with the way things have turned out. Um, Smutty is committed to keeping the product in Brooklyn for small stuff, but now they have a bigger reach with other breweries in the portfolio. Uh, the Curse Kolsch, fantastic, but he is very, very happy in that is uh, great to see. Five Burrows makes some fantastic beer. You can get them at City Field. You can get them in a number of places um, around the city. Good stuff from Five Burrows. I'm glad to see that the brand is going to continue. Uh, Jay Sykes, who's going to join us on the program, told me, I must have the Wolfhound Nitro Irish Red Ale. It is very good. I think I like the regular version a little bit better, but at 4%, it's so easy to drink 
Both of them. Good stuff from Flagship. Uh, had a stout from Fiden's that they served just during the VIP that was thick and coconut and chocolate. I'm still licking my lips on that one. Oh, my God. So good. So good. And I had an IPA from them, which was stellar. But, I mean, the stout was above and beyond. I mean, I had the, the littlest of tastes. Wow. Fox Farm Brewery. So excited to see these guys there. Amazing stuff. Nice size pour of their Arietta Hop Forward Spontaneous Ale at 7.2%. A nice zesty kick with great bread and, and uh, grass-like deliciousness. Excellent beer. Loved it. Uh, love those guys. They make some really good stuff. Human Robot, their Tamevi 13 Dark Czech Style uh, Lager at 5.3% was the bomb. Delicious. And I have to get the Human Robot. I'm going to be in Philly in June. I have to make it a point. Uh, to stop over at Human Robot. That is essential. Uh, maybe get some milk pours. It's without a doubt. Icarus Brewing, of course, was there. Tamevi Pivo, uh, also a dark Czech lager, just under 5%. Always fantastic. Great beer. Everything Icarus does is great. And their tap room is almost done. It looks fantastic, folks. Fantastic. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm so excited for them. Uh, Moore's Brewing Company out of Chicago. Oh, I didn't know about these guys. And what a delicious porter. And an imperial porter. Coffee, roasted chocolate with lavender, 8.3%. Amazing. The lavender was interesting, very subtle. You could sort of taste it in there. I was wondering what that ingredient was. Um, that, that It wasn't off-putting, but I was just a little, you know, I wasn't thinking that there was lavender in this beer. And obviously at that point, you know, you're having a few and you're not really paying attention. That's a good beer. And they're a good brewery. Wow. I mean, that's good stuff. My, my best friend and I talking about doing a trip to Chicago. That's a stop we have to make. Nightglow, one of my favorites of the day. Uh, the Rare 03 Brown Coffee L at 5%, just slamming with all of the coffee flavors. It tasted like a cold brew coffee. Uh, I found out further that Nightglow serves all of their beer out of Luke Pour Taps. They're located in Brooklyn on Wilson Street. Uh, we're going to have um, uh, Jonathan, one of their owners, uh, co-owners, we're going to have him on the program very soon. Um, good stuff. I am excited to go and check this place out on Wilson Street. Coffee and beer. I like this stuff. Um, OEC, the Cool Ship Lager Black, Czech Style Black Lager, 5.4%. Solid. Uh, Ramstein beer caught up with Greg. Uh, great stuff. Smoked Amber Bach and the Ink Black Lager are fantastic. I just I love Greg's beers. Phenomenal stuff. Need to get back up to Ramstein uh, very soon. Uh, the West Palm Winter Fruited Ale was delicious from Randolph Beer. I mean, really had all the feels. Uh, just a, a great beer. And Six Point, I should have taken the name down. They had this plum beer during the VIP that I should have wrote it down. It was quite delicious. And hopefully when I go there, because they're right down the street from me now, uh, they have that on tap. Strong Rope Brewing, the uh, Roebling Vienna-style lager, excellent. The Seed was there. Great stuff from the Seed, as simple as Shadows Dark Lager. Outstanding. I missed out on the Grisette. They ran out. Tripping Animals from South Florida, the Heat is On Lager, fantastic. But the bottle they opened at 420, which was a big, boozy, barrel-aged stout, was outstanding. By the way, their calling card, a pack of extra-wide rolling papers, which I think is just brilliant. Twin Elephant Brewing's uh, Melissa Wing Stout, awesome. Such a great beer. Uh, both Base Camp and Breadwinner from Upward, awesome beers. Got, uh, got a chance to uh, catch up with the boys from Upward. Great time with them. Uh, Wild East, sometimes you don't bourbon barrel-aged stout, imperial stout, outstanding. And Killsboro's new Pilsner was fantastic and had a chance to catch up with Sean. Uh, some good stuff on the horizon from Killsboro and the opening of their new place. 
and maybe a change in date on Pizza Party. We'll give you the details very soon. But when we come back after a short break, another guy from Staten Island, Jay Sykes, the owner behind Flagship Brewing on Staten Island, New York, will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you, know, you forget when you hear the band like Judas Priest, which is one of my favorite heavy metal bands, and you hear something like that and that twin guitar attack of Glenn Tipton and K.K. Downing, you say, ooh, is that a new album? No, 1981, point of entry, Judas Priest. That came out earlier this week, back in 1981, but the new Judas Priest album is coming out in just about a week, and they'll be playing in Newark at Prudential Center in April. I cannot wait to see that show, but right now, on the phone, joining me is an owner of a great brewery on Staten Island. They've been growing leaps and bounds. They opened back in 2014, but they are just killing it, and they've got some great stuff that's going on, and I got a chance to catch up with this man at the uh, kickoff to New York City Beer Week last week, and it's always a pleasure to bring this gentleman on the show, flagshipbrewery.nyc uh, is the uh, is the website. Flagship Brewery on Instagram, all that good stuff. Let's bring in Jay Sykes to the program. Jay, how are you? Hey, Al, I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. It was great to catch up with you in New York City Beer Week and Industry City last weekend. But before we get to the Wolfhound Nitro Stout and Red Ale and all the other good stuff. What were your impressions of the overall event itself? I know last year it was two rooms, and other half sort of took over the one room. Uh, this year they condensed it into one room. I thought it had a much better flow to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, listen, it's, it's, always a, it's always a great event. It's good to get out there, and especially for me, um, you know, being a brewery owner in the industry, just getting out and, and talking to people that uh, you don't get to see because uh, everybody's doing their own thing every week and, you know, kind of just trading stories and, you know, kind of the state of the union, everybody kind of talking about what there is, and you get to taste a lot of really great beer. So I don't in to that one room really kind of, um, you know, just condensed that feeling of camaraderie that's always been in our industry. So, you know, it was easier to run into great people like you. So it was, uh, it was a fun time. Ah, uh, that's great. Now, Wolfhound Nitro Stout, it was released last year, huge success, creamy head, all that dark stout goodness without being too heavy. And just recently... You went with a, a red ale on Nitro as well. Why a red ale? Uh, first, I mean, kind of just to get to the partnership of Wolfhound, we do this in collaboration with a brewery out of Dublin right. uh, called Porterhouse Bruco. Uh, they've been at this for over 20 years. They're, you know, an amazing place over there. And, you know, when they first uh, approached us about doing this, this collaboration, um, I had to be honest with them and, and tell them that they had to <laughs> give me some training on how to how to nitrogenize beer, how to, how to make, you know, that beautiful creamy head. Cause it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. for one and two, um, not a lot of American breweries do it well or do it. So I was fortunate enough to take a trip over there, spend a week with their head brewer, uh, Peter Mosley, who's amazing. I think he's the head of the Irish, uh, Brewers Association, the Irish craft brewers association. So he was a be with, and, uh, you know, we had to make a lot of investments in knowledge, a lot of investments in, in different tanks. And bring in some hardware, but we were fantastic product. So I'm extremely grateful to to do that. Really, it reinvigorated, um, you know, my my love for everything beer because it's just such a special uh, style of beer when when you're talking about nitro. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, as you said, we had a great successful stout last year. 
which is just about a year ago because we came out right before St. Patrick's Day. Right. And then a few months back, we decided to go with the red ale. Um, and as to why, you know, we're, we're doing the red, you know, obviously it's, it's a traditional Irish style. But, you know, there's, there's always been something about flagship that's um, we never really jump on, the, on the, the cool train of what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. We do what we think is interesting. Um, you know, there's, there's no red ales in the market anymore. You see a lot of Killians. Um, you yeah. see things like that, you know, back in the day. There's really nothing out there. The, the style itself was kind of dead. So we said to ourselves, you know what, it's, it's a fantastic style, especially when it's done right. Because, you know, there's something about like an Irish ale yeast that you just know that it's that when you're drinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's subtle notes of, you know, sweetness in there and, and stuff like that. So we figured if we could really do a great job in doing a traditional Irish red recipe and then coming in with a nitro version of it, um, it would, one, re- reinvigorate that style of beer um, and kind of get people back to, you know, drinking this fantastic old-school style of beer, but bringing it in a different way, um, which is with a beautiful, fluffy, creamy head on top. Um, and just the way nitrogen reacts with different flavors and stuff like that was, uh, was great. So right when we did it, uh, we knew we had a winner on our hands, and uh, – it's it's blowing up for us now. You know we're we're seeing so much success. I mean, you know, right now it's right before the beginning of March, and there are a ton of Irish pubs um, and craft beer bars that are that are putting it on because you know it's not um, bar owners in March don't want anybody touching their their Guinness or their outline, mm-hmm. outline. And this is a product that can go on and complement it. You know, you're not asking, hey, put on my Irish out next the other Irish out you have on there and your cannibal uh, revenue. You're saying I have a new, fun, dynamic, really well-made product that's, uh, as we like to say, made in New York City with Irish ingenuity. And um, and that's exactly what it is. People are loving it. And at Beer Week, we were pouring it. I think we were the only people really pouring uh, nitro. Yeah. And it was, uh, it really, really had a really good um you know, a good response. Really good response. A, a good response for sure. We're talking with Jay Sykes, co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer for more info on them, Instagram at Flagship Brewery. The website is flagshipbrewery.nyc. You could follow them on Facebook as well. Now, I saw on an Instagram post uh, a big banner at the Garden and St. John's and Wolfhound Nitro Ale, but it's not actually being poured at Madison Square Garden, but you got a little a little pub there, which is really cool. What's the story behind all of that? It's actually pretty funny. I got a bunch of buddies of mine. They're like, "Wow, man, it's great! You're getting, you know, you're they're pouring your beer at the garden." And I wish that was the case. And I'm working on that. I'm hoping this helps in that situation to get uh, to get the people at MSG to start pouring some some nitro red. Right. Uh, but the backstory is um, is a story of you know of me being an alumni from St. John's. Um, and honestly, it's the story of how good St. John's has been to me um, and flagship because the, the alumni of St. John's, um, it's a tight knit community that really, really reaches out and does a lot for each other. Mm. Um, and, and it always, it always has. So, you know, just from being an alumni, the amount of draft lines I've acquired, the amount of great people that I've met, and just the involvement they, they've brought me in and, and flagship into since we've launched has been amazing. So last year we decided, hey, you know, we want to take it a step further and really start doing some programming with St. John's alumni and doing some, some things with St. John's itself, obviously with the home games um, and basketball at MSG. So 
you know, we, we got in touch with them and told them that, you know, we wanted to kind of take this relationship to the next level mm-hmm. and start doing some stuff at, um, you know, at the home games of St. John basketball. So we've been doing that. We've been, you know, I had a, like an on court appearance that was awesome, um, which kind of really talked up our Tunnel to Towers, Bravest Beer, right. um, and, you know, that, that whole initiative that we've been doing for years now, which is great. Um, and that was a great response as well. And, you know, what that's really calling out when you see that on the Jumbotron with the Red Ale is that our beer is not only that beer is being made by a St. John's alumni, but it's also being served locally near the garden um, by Martin Whalen, who's another distinguished restaurateur and St. John's alumni from New York City, and he's the owner of the Stout Group. I don't know if you've ever been to any of his sure. places in New York City, but they're, they're fantastic. He's great at craft beer, great at food. Um, the whole aesthetic of every one of his places is so well mapped out. Right. Um, so it's really kind of, you know, telling the, the fans of St. John's, hey, this is a, 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 an alumni-owned brewery, and then it's being served by another alumni, you know, right there on 33rd, and then at all of his other locations in New York City. And, again, that's, that's a testament to St. John's alumni. He called me one day during COVID and said, hey, you know, I never knew that you were an alumni. I just found out, and I'm putting you on draft in all my locations. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, that's... Yeah, and listen, it's you know, it's it's really been a, a you know something that I I hold near and dear in my heart is St. John's, and um, you know, just the people are so good to each other. So right. I'm happy to be able to kind of reach down and do the same thing for other people now, and uh, it's been a great great thing. All of, all about giving back, which always helps, Jay. Uh, so uh, when when this airs, obviously the Staten Island St. Patrick's Day parade will be over, but the the island also has the distinction now of hosting not one but two. St. Patrick's Day parades this year, the second parade, an all-inclusive parade, and it's actually going to be on St. Patrick's Day on the 17th. I'm hearing Mayor Adams is going to be marching in it. Um, Does Flagship have some stuff planned around that particular parade? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, not only, you know, are we, you know, from Staten Island, obviously, and and participate, um, you know, with all the pubs that are up and down Forest Avenue on a a day-to-day basis, um, but especially around St. Patrick's Day. I mean, that's that's a huge revenue day for for all of them. It's a great day for the Irish community here on Staten Island, which I'm a part of. Um, Me and my business partner, Matt McGinley, are both born and raised in West Brighton, right near the parade route. Um, We're both Irish guys from the neighborhood, so we're pretty well ingrained. Um, So it's always been been a fun day. And, uh, yeah, listen, this year we get two parades, and – you know we're we're gonna we're gonna be there. You know, and obviously activating in the the bars and restaurants that are along the route as we always do. And uh, this year, I think it's great that it's it's inclusive and and everyone's there to be able to celebrate. Yeah, that's it's always awesome. And the fact that giving back and and you know alumni of St. John's are helping one another and doing so many great things. And obviously the work with Tunnel to Towers, it's always an awesome thing. Jay, we got to leave it there. My guest has been Jay Sykes, the co-owner of Flagship Brewing on Staten Island. Uh, for more info, you can follow them on Instagram at Flagship Brewery. The website is flagshipbrewery.nyc. Jay, thanks as always for joining me tonight. It was great catching up last week and great catching up here on the radio. I always appreciate it, Al. Thank you so very much. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate coming on and, uh, and talking to you. So I'll see you soon. You got it. I'll see you soon. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, of course, we have to finish it with heading out to the highway uh, from Point of Entry. Judas Priest came out this week in 1981, probably their most, their biggest hit uh, from that album that everybody knows. And uh, saw Stone Sour do a cover of that years ago, and Corey Taylor nailed it. I mean, just absolutely nailed it. All right, let's dive into Suds and Duds. So this is a full recap of Jersey City Bruzology, which took place uh, back in early February, which was a phenomenal event. A second year in a row they did it at Jersey City. A few less tickets were sold, uh, and they sort of reconfigured the Brewers a little bit, and I thought made for a much better flow of the beer. You didn't have to wait more than, you know, two or three people to get a beer. The only downside was that some idiot, I had already left, but some idiot about 10 minutes before the end of uh, the event pulled the fire alarm, and everybody had to be evacuated. That was just stupid. Uh, but the VIP is absolutely worth it for that first hour because there's some stuff there at VIP you don't get uh, during the general admission. And it's a little bit more of an easier flow so you can get through and get what you need to do. And then sort of, you know, I sort of camped out at a couple places and just hung out. And, you know, it's a lot of Jersey beers. I know most of the guys, so it's kind of cool just to hang out. Anyway, it's a great Saturday night to just hang out. Anyway, let's dive in. Melissa's Wings by Twin Elephant, which I mentioned earlier that they had at New York City Beer Week. Well, they had that at Bruzology, which was great. That was the VIP. Smooth Vanilla Hazelnut. Awesome in this. Um, I have a bottle of this sitting at home, and I cannot wait to crack it open and spend the night just sipping this one. This might be a beer where I just crack that one bottle, and that's it for the night, and just sort of make my way through it as it warms up. Outstanding. Uh, Fabled by Bolero Snort. Thick pastry stout. Tastes like a fluffernutter. I mean, if you... You're fa- I, I was not a big Fluffernutter fan, um, but if you are a fan of Fluffernutter, this is the beer for you. You have to get it because it's, it's, a, it's a liquid Fluffernutter. That's exactly what it is. Um, Kulkulkian by Hackensack Brewing. I'm sure I mangled that name. Um, it's a stout with chili peppers, and the peppers are perfect. Great heat, strong. Strong but not oppressive. I, I've always said this. Heat in beer is something that you have to be very delicate about. If you put too much in, like um, Habanero Sculpin uh, from uh, Ballast Point, I, I always bring it back to that. One bottle would have very little pepper. The next one would ha- would just be overblown. It, it It's very difficult to do a heat beer and do it right where the heat is there, but it's not oppressive. That's a good one. Um, the Sincho Pep from Wet Ticket that Tim does is fantastic because the heat's there and it backs off. You get it right at the front, and then it, it just it, it, it dials right back, which is exactly what you want. You don't want it to be oppressive where it overwhelms all the other flavors of the beer because then it just doesn't make for a pleasurable experience. Rational Gaze by Two Villains Brewing. So damn good. Big hit of maple syrup, notes of coffee and vanilla throughout. I cannot wait for this place to open up in Vernon. That's one of those where it's going to be the drive up there, have a couple, hang around, drive back. A whole day event because it's so far out of the beaten path for me at the very tip uh, of the end of New Jersey. That's the cool thing about New Jersey. You could traverse the state in about three hours, but it's one of those things where you can't just take a ride to Cape May for the day and then drive back. I mean, you could do it, but do you really want to? Probably not. I mean, maybe even, eh, no, probably not. Uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Jeez, hmm, is that a uh, reference to Bruce Springsteen? Uh, by 902 Brewing. Solid, thin, stout, chocolate flavor. Uh, very good. Uh, enjoyed them. I have to get over to their place. Uh, they, they really have a nice little place in Jersey City, and I've, not been, I've never been there. Um, 
and 902 has always been sort of hit or miss for me in terms of their beers. But I, I should definitely just take a trip over to the tap room and just check it out. It, it's, it's probably worth the trip. JD's Brown by Bradley Brew Project. Solid brown ale. Good coffee flavor. Didn't get a lot of toffee in this one, but a very good um, coffee flavor in this beer. You don't see a lot of people doing a lot of brown ales. And the Nightglow one, that right now to me is the industry standard. Excellent beer. Um, uh, right Gert by Carton. Love a good Czech Dark. I love that more breweries are making them. Good smoke hit on this. Excellent. This was at uh, NYC Brewed, but I didn't have that. In fact, I don't know if I had anything from Carton while I was there. Probably not. Just because I've had most of Carton's, uh, I've had most of Augie's beers. So it's one of those where I want to try other stuff. And then if I get a chance, I come back to certain things. But I did not get a chance to come back to uh, anything from Carton. Uh, I apologize, Augie. I'm sorry. Uh, True Zealand by Zigmeister. Uh, at the Jersey City Bruzology. Uh, great lager, sweet, little bready, nicely done. Uh, Matt does a great job with his stuff. Uh, this was a, this was an excellent beer. Uh, Release the Mantis by Departed Souls. Let me tell you something. A solid pale ale that doesn't kick your palate while you're drinking it. All the right notes without crushing you. Sometimes there's pale ales that lean more towards a very bitter side. Some of them try to be a little bit more subtle, or there's some acidity in it that's sort of off-putting um it, like to me boat is the one the pale ale that is not bitter I, I mean augie says it's an ipa but i feel i i it drinks to me more like a pale ale but i love it and i love boat and if you're a guy who likes those types of beers uh, you know you're going to keep drinking that this i don't want to say release the mantis is anywhere near boat because it's not but it's just, if you like pale ales, if you like something that's light that you can go back to over and over again, that doesn't kill your, your tongue, and you're like, oh, I can't drink it, this is the beer. Release the Mantis. This is the one for you. Just leave it there. Resting Grinch Face by Double Tap. So I got this because uh, my good friend, the samurai, Dave Shishan, uh, told me a funny story about drinking this beer. And he was right. It's delicious. Night malt, nice malt, great taste of cinnamon. Um, it definitely gives you that sort of grinchy face look, but it's a good beer. So well done uh, by the guys from Double Tap. Midnight Malt by Five Dimes, solid vanilla porter. Uh, really enjoyed that. Smooth. Uh, for, forget about it from Four City Brewing. Nice coffee-flavored stout. A little sweet, too. Um, Four City's beers are okay. I, I've never been a big fan of theirs. I think personally, and this is just me, I think their price point is too high. Um I, if I go into a place, their beer is usually more expensive than anybody else's. They charge more for their stuff. Now, again, could be the ingredients, could be whatever. But I don't think you get the return on the investment. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Soak Stave uh, 2023 by Gearblock. Big, thick, boozy stout. Had this early on. Glad that I did. Gearblock makes some great beer. and very happy that I had that. Now, I am a sucker for English Milds. I love English Milds. And I think more people should be into English Miles. More breweries should make English Miles because they're approachable beers. It's an education thing. You have to educate people about English Miles. People see a dark beer and they don't want to have it because they think it's too strong. English Miles are great, and they're low ABV, and you can drink a bunch of them if you want. Mild thing by Ghost Talk, delicious. I wish more places would make this style. Again, like I said, it's super, super approachable as a beer. They're excellent. More people should make them. Uh, Black Scorpion by Grin Brewing. Uh, excellent suggestion from a friend. Very good. 
Uh, thanks for that one, Justin. I appreciate it. First time trying anything from these guys. Solid dark lager, Bready. Um, they are over in uh, what is it? Keyport, Keyport Hazlitt. Have to get over to them. It's a good beer. Uh, I have not had too much of them, so I definitely want to check them out uh, over the summer this year. Ramstein Winter Wheat, solid Winter Wheat by by the guys at Ramstein. Greg does a great job. Like I said, strong but good. Sixty dollar nachos by Hoof Hearted, uh, solid double IPA, uh, very good. Uh, that was very early on. Respectable banging rice lager with a Bolero twist. That was from Icarus. Uh, what is this? Beach Party IPA uh, by Lawson's Finest. Had a nice chat with Chris Monahan. Um, this is my first time trying this, and without a doubt, this is my new go-to tailgate beer. Full of flavor, goes down smooth, love it. Um, first tailgate that I do this summer, I'm definitely getting myself uh, a couple of these. This is a fantastic beer. It's got some. It's got flavor. It's got low ABV. You can crush a couple without getting overwhelmed. Excellent beer. Well done, Lawson's. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised, really. Point of Divergence uh, by Magnify. This is their 2023 version. Solid stout, boozy, nice hit of wine and bourbon. Sort of had all those kind of flavors. Big wine component in that one. Uh, excellent. Karloff Bridge, outstanding dark lager by Oak Flower. These guys make awesome beer, roasty and uh, malty. Junior IPA by Radium Pig, excellent session from these guys. I like a lot of Radium Pig stuff. They usually carry just their other, uh, their robot uh, Radium Pig. I'd like to see a little bit more of that uh, here in uh, in town in New Jersey because that would be uh, it'd be it'd be great because I'd buy more of it. Stone Rune Nation IPA, the classic returns, uh, bitter like me, over 100 ABU, uh, IBUs, outstanding beer. Holidays on Broad Street, Peppermint Bark Porter. That's by Varitage. First time I've had anything from them. Very good porter, nice hit of peppermint, excellent beer. Do need to get myself up to uh, Bloomfield to check out uh, Veritage. And, folks, we're done with the show. It's amazing. Jersey City Brewsology was a great hit. Tickets go on sale next year. you got to get them. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest, Jay Sykes from Flagship Brewing, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show uh, at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.